Hello, my name is Katie, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast, and no big deal, you guys, but I have with me some movie producers. <laughs> this is the Boylan Sisters. I got to meet these incredible women through a friend of a friend. We had a Zoom. Our whole family watched one of their movies, and we're like, these girls are the real deal. It's not just like cheesy I don't know. You guys are doing good stuff. You're doing Christian movies, but you're not doing cheesy, boring ones. You're doing amazing ones. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Thank you, Katie. Of course. Okay. Your sisters, um, I, I guess maybe just give us a little background on both of you guys so we can kind of understand what you're doing and all the amazing. So I know maybe we can hear a voice first. So Alexandria, maybe just get to know your voice first. Yes. I'm the one with the raspy voice. So sounds like I'm sick. I'm not. It's just, I was born this way. <laughs> um, I don't think it sounds raspy. Thank you. It's kind of like Lindsay Lohan. Remember? I used to get her all the time. But uh, yeah, so I'm Alexandra. I'm the younger sister. And um, I moved to Hollywood in 1999, a young whippersnapper, really wanted to work in the film industry. And then fast forward 10 years into my Hollywood hustle and God called me into faith-based family movies. And it was a crazy kind of lightning striking moment because it wasn't really the trajectory I was on with my life. So I knew it was what God wanted because it was so crazy. <laughs> and then I called my sister and said, do you want to write a faith-based family movie with me? And then um, Andrea and I looked at the landscape of faith-based family back in 2012, and we really didn't see a lot of women being represented in the leading roles. And that became our mission was to talk to women made by women for women. And I think you saw our movie Switched, which was our dream is to talk to teen girls and make Disney-like movies for Christian girls and do all the things that we didn't get as a kid and create that for the next generation. And you're killing it. And I told you via text, but even my husband was like, that was such a cute movie. <laughs> and he's a tough critic. So that's really awesome. And my girls love it too. I have two teen girls. So thank you for, as a mom of teen girls, thank you for what you're doing. You're doing amazing things. Um, okay. Andrea, if you could just do a little intro of yourself. Sure. So I came along in this journey a little bit later. I am actually a licensed clinical social worker, mother of three and a pastor's wife. And I always say I was sitting at the top of the steps, probably holding a laundry basket when Alexandra called and said, uh, would you like to, to consult on a script? That's actually what she said. And I was like, oh, I've never done that kind of writing before. And, um, and I always say also that I didn't really like faith-based movies. So I'm like, I guess I'll consult on a script, but can we kind of look at maybe doing it a little different? I was also a youth leader and felt like all the movies Movies that we took youth groups to were the type of movies that maybe me as an adult wanted, but and then the kids went and it was like, okay, it's a night at the movies, but it really didn't resonate with them. And so I was like, I would really like to, to think about some topics and some ideas that I could sit and watch with my, my family, with my girls and with my son, and uh, as well as with youth group, like something that they'd actually want to watch. So yeah. We, it, I went from being a consultant to actually Alexandra moved in <laughs> and we wrote this, the, our first script together and then actually filmed it here in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin in the middle of the Midwest. So that's how I came onto the journey. Now we're six right. movies later. <laughs> 
And you're doing such good stuff. And yes, I, I saw the movie Switched. And imagine like kind of a Freaky Friday, but teen girls. And it's the popular girl versus the nerdy girl. And they get to understand each other. And it, it was so cute. And it wasn't like, it wasn't cheesy at all. It was just cute and funny. And I don't know how you do all the, like the acting and what that looks like in the scenes, but whatever it was, it was, it came across the screen beautifully. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, now Identity Crisis, the newest movie that just came out. I want to hear all about that. It also has a book that went with it. So back us up. How did this become an idea to a reality? Yeah. Do you want to do the idea, Andrea, and then I'll do the log line? Sure. <laughs> so the idea, we, we wanted to um, set an, a movie on a college campus. We, and so we actually just started doing some research to look into like, what are the biggest issues that college aged women face? And particularly their freshman year, there's a lot, um, I guess, a lot of it, that feeling of imposter syndrome, not wanting to raise your hand and being wrong. Um, you know, maybe everyone's going to figure out I don't really belong here. And I don't even know how I got into this school, that that kind of stuff. So um, Alexandra is always really, really great at sort of those Disney concepts. And she's like, what if you could actually like, we, we all have the list of the things we wish were different about us. What if we could take that list and actually have that person come to life and do all that stuff for us. And so that's kind of how this cloning idea came about. Like, what would it be like if you had a list of what you wanted to be different and you could have a, you know, a second version of yourself go out with courage, with assertiveness and go do all the things you're afraid of. No, I was going to say, I, I'm already so excited because I know so many of our listeners are, are in college or, or about that age and create talking specifically to them. I'm just, I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because Identity Crisis is about a freshman in college who struggles with confidence and imposter syndrome and uh, perfectionism, and she figures out how to clone herself in order to create the perfect identity and then send the clone off to do all the things she's afraid of, only to discover that God already created her the perfect version of herself, and she had all the courage she just needed to try. And so much of this movie speaks into women of saying, just try. There is no such thing as failure. You get back up and you try. It's all a learning process. So, and you know, when we, when we got with Grand Canyon University, uh, Craig Detweiler is the Dean of the film department and he read this script and he came back to Andrea and I, and he said, thank you so much for addressing this issue. He said, I've been in academics for 40 years and I've watched women fall behind only because the guys will raise their hand if they only have 1% of the answer and the guy, the girls won't do it unless they're a hundred percent right. And he was like, it's really refreshing to see a movie that speaks into this problem that I've been seeing for 40 years, where you're really empowering young women to be like, go for it. And then you won't fall behind only because of your fear of failure. Oh, I just wrote that down. We're highlighting that. That was so good. And gosh, what a shame too. I've heard a anecdotal thing where it was, you know, you go into a room of guys and girls and you say, do you want pizza? The guys, yes. You know, yes. like there's no, no. And you look and you ask the girls, they look at each other. I don't know. Do you want pizza? Do you want pizza? I don't know. <laughs> like, why are you looking at everyone else? Like, this is a simple question. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so true. Yeah. And so I, as you're addressing this movie in, in a lighthearted, I guess you could say easy, like it's not realistic to clone yourself, but it's really, it's good to put that into a movie and kind of wrap your head around it. That's so cool. Yeah. And then she can see like, well, she starts 
losing the ability to live her life as her clone lives her life. So then she is like, well, wait a minute, you know, I want to live my life. But that's what happens when you decide that you think you're creating something that's better than you. And then they take over your life. And there's just lots of fun illustrations in there of obviously pointing people back to the creator of the universe and that we were fearfully and wonderfully made and created in love. And and God doesn't make mistakes, you know, but I think so many women I hear say, oh, I, I, all I see is all my flaws, you know, but you know, God doesn't see the flaws. I love it that you said that she realized all along she was perfectly created and had that courage. She just had to step into it. That's cool. You have heard me talk about liquid IV on this podcast before, but if you haven't yet taken advantage of the truth for your twenties discount code, what are you doing? Here is your opportunity to stock up and to save 20%. Most people I talk to in real life, because I literally talk about how much this has been so good for me. Most people are like, oh yeah, I love liquid IV. But if you are, for some reason, haven't heard of it, it is double the hydration. So one packet in a bottle of water is the equivalent of drinking two bottles of water on your body because it is so hydrating. So important for sweating. So important if you get headaches and it just tastes good too. There are a lot of flavors. Pineapple is my favorite, but whatever your favorite is, make sure you check out the show notes. There's a link waiting for you and you can use promo code truth and get yourself 20% off your next order of liquid IV. Movie isn't just for college students. Cause I think women and I, everybody, let's just face it. Like men maybe just front in a different way, but everybody struggles with that feeling that they're not good enough, or maybe I'm going to make a mistake and this isn't going to, you know, turn out well. And um, I love the C.S. Lewis quote that says comparison is a thief of joy. And, And I think for us, this movie is like a really great illustration of that. Like when we think that if I just had this or I could do this, or I looked different or I was skinnier or whatever, those things are, um, that, that keeps us in this little box and keeps us, you know, away from actually being able to fully embrace the joy of who we are. And we are each unique people and, and actually God knew us from the foundation of the earth. And that's just amazing. And so life giving. (laughs) Amen to that. Um, I wonder if you could unpack some of the opposition that you have had, because I, I find it, interesting and also a little bit exciting in a way, because when people don't want to see something or when the enemy doesn't want people to see something, it makes me want to dig my heels in a little more and like, by golly, everyone see this because it's that important. And Mm -hmm. you know, the enemy knows that. And I guess if you could just unpack that a little bit, because I know it doesn't seem exciting when you're facing opposition, but I think that it just means that you're doing good work. So if you could just share some of those stories. Well, sure. I'll I'll start and and then even share a little bit anecdotally what we're seeing um, as people are seeing the movie. So, um, you know, we just thought this was a lighthearted, fun movie that we were going to shoot at Grand Canyon University, and which is an amazing school, and it's a really fun environment to be in. And um, and I would say that from the very start, Alexander and I believed we were supposed to actually be at Grand Canyon University. And it took a long time to get our whole team on the same page with us. And then it took a little while to get the school on the same page with us. 
<laughs> Maybe we're just always ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, the filming process actually was pretty, went really well and was amazing to work with all the students. But after we were finished filming, the process to actually get the film finished um, was very long, longer than we're used to. Um, lots of just interesting hiccups. And then we really wanted this to be on a streaming platform where eight to 14 year olds had access for free. So we prayerfully went into that process, just hands open saying, Lord, we'd like to be on Netflix or, you know, somewhere we knew we didn't really fit with Hulu, but maybe Amazon, someplace where kids could access it for free. Um, and so we went through the process of how do you um, market specifically so that that the, the Netflix would be interested in what we are, what we have as a movie. And, um, and so that came with some title changes and some, some other edits and things. And we were like, well, Lord, we really want to get this out there. So we're willing to make some of these changes so that we can get it accessible. And we were rejected from every single platform. And one of the most consistent messages were, was, this is not the direction we're going in for YA content. Which, if you're a mom um, or a teacher or an aunt or anybody, <laughs> that should break your heart because yes. that was just their very, very nice way of saying this isn't. We we don't want to embrace conservative values because everything else about this movie is super fun. The music, the costumes, everything else. Um, so that would be like there was like a, this kind of holding pattern where we were just like, okay, Lord, we've been rejected. Now what do we do next? And then um, it's just felt like. The best way to, I, I've said to my husband many times, I feel like my feet are in boots that are in mud and every single step just takes so much energy to pull your foot up out and take that next step. That And that's, I feel like the way that Satan has just thwarted the efforts in, in many ways. So, but the really cool thing is we, our audience, we um, had a, a screening here locally, actually, where I live, um, just a fun celebration. And the thing that was the most shocking to me was it's, it's made, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fun movie for, and I would say more like a mother daughter fun, you know, teen kind of movie. That's the feel of it. The people that came out of the theaters crying were the 50 to 65 year old men. And I had so many people coming up to me, hugging me, saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I left and I was like, I, my husband and I were chatting about it because I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not our audience at all. But I think that there are a lot of Christians right now, and especially like parents of maybe older children or grandparents that are just, their heart is aching and nobody's saying what we believe. And so yeah. for an hour and a half, they heard what they believe, that we are fearfully and wonderfully created in the image of God, and that there is a purpose, and there's a design, and it's existed forever. They got to hear that for an hour and a half, and it just felt so, it filled their hearts, because I think yeah. we are being, the messages that media and um, that we're getting all the time is quite the opposite. And sometimes you wonder, am I believing the right thing? <laughs> yeah. True. So, so that's sort of like we, we, I know, or we believe that we know that we have been, there's a lot of resistance and probably a lot more to come. However, those types of experiences are like, okay, we actually are saying exactly what the world needs to hear right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I believe that you are for sure. Yeah, tell your story, Alexandra. Well, I feel like, especially since a lot of your listeners are obviously exactly who we are speaking to, I've been, you know, I, I moved out to LA to be an actress, to work in the film industry, and to see what the entertainment, how it's depicted for girls, what it's saying to girls, what it's, I have just been, I mean, I used to audition all the time and I'd get an audition. I'd be like, this is what my audition is. So Andrea and I stepped into this being like, we want to empower women, inspire women, encourage women, lift women up. And the opposition to our work has been crazy. When we have pitched to studios, what we think, this is exactly what you say you want to do. You want to empower women. But then the ultimately reject it and say, well, we, we like this, but would you make it raunchy? Would you have the girls do these things? And we're like, no, we're trying to empower women, not degrade them. And it's been such an interesting juxtaposition to actually be in studio meetings with studios that claim that they're on board of the movement for women and then completely reject movies that truly, truly do encourage them. I mean, when we went in with Switch, we really thought Switch was going to get a big streaming deal because, you know, it's 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 talking about girls' relationships and and bullying from the girl perspective and, and even with identity crisis. And we were just so shocked to find out how much we were – I was like, you don't really actually want – to empower women. And, and Andrea and I are going to stay on this course. We're never going to compromise the value of that for girls because we want girls to know how valuable they are. And we're, and, you know, we're always doing a call to action. Like if you want to see more stuff like this, rent our movies, support yes. our work, because mm-hmm. if we're not doing it, no one else is going to do it. And we already know, because we have spent years pitching our work that been, you know, shut down by everybody. Again, we couldn't believe that we got a sales agent who is a massive sales agent who works with Netflix and Disney. And he saw identity crisis and was like, this is the most delightful thing I've ever seen. It's amazing. And then when we got rejected, he was like, I can't believe what's going on. And we're like, yeah, because this isn't really the message they don't want to really do. And that is heartbreaking because, you know, we can't keep telling girls the same thing that we that their worth is only in the boy liking them that we see have seen forever. We're sick of seeing that. Um, we want to really put the women in the center of the story and show real woman struggles, and then have them find out that they had it all along. They just yes. had to try. Yes. Oh, I, I. Yeah. You give me all of my strong feelings, and I'm so excited about it. One thing I say often, and I did podcast recording on this a while back, is <clears throat> people don't often think of what goes behind the script. And you kind of just talked about this, but you are two of the few in Hollywood that are like, we want to put on the big screen an example of how to do life well, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, what this looks like. And and I, ugh, I know my 20 year old self would look to the big screen. Well, this is how you do relationships. Well, this mm-hmm. is, um, I guess you have to hook up. I guess you have to just date about the field, like all of these terrible messages. And not until I was older did I think, there is not a single relationship expert in the boardroom as they are writing this script. There is not a single person saying, hmm, how can we best exemplify healthy relationships to our young viewers? No one is thinking that. They're thinking money, money, money. And so first of all, understanding that listeners, because this isn't something we think about. And then, I don't know, I guess I just want y'all to talk about that because I know as you see in your industry, as a rejection and you know agendas and things that people are trying to stuff down people's throat, you're just doing, you're taking the road less traveled and I'm so here for it. 
Thank you. We're here for it too. We are so, we're so saddened by the content that continues to come out. And I feel like it's really trying to train young women to think a certain way. I think that's what they're doing. So if we're trying to train women to empower themselves, that's going to have opposition against it when so much of the content is trying to train young women to do inappropriate things and to make, to really make inappropriate things normalized to young girls. That's what we're seeing. And it's like, no, this isn't normal. And you even said it, you just said it money. Yeah. They think they're saying it makes money, but it's only because they're programming it to make it cool and seem hot and neat. And like, I can't believe euphoria is being watched by 14 year old girls. Like it just Mm -hmm. makes me want to like go and, you know, protect all these girls from watching that and thinking this is not how you should behave and you will not feel amazing if you behave this way. And they're saying it's so hip and cool. It's not. Come on. So, you know, I I think in the money, I don't believe it's the money. I think they just have the marketing behind it to sell it Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we don't have that marketing because we are not what the Hollywood wants to market. So we're we're up against a, a different battle because we don't have the marketing money and but our movies are super cool and they are and they're fun <laughs> they really are and so I know that when we originally talked you know yeah it is a little bit of a bootstrap and like we're gonna do this and we're gonna go this road less traveled and I know that you um your everything has increased and you've gotten better and had you know all the right stuff and you I know you have some investors and stuff but how can we help I mean obviously watch the movies talk about it on social media and maybe that's the answer but if if people get behind what you're doing, imagine the better world we would live in. And I hope, and you probably agree. I hope there's 12 more movie producers doing what you guys do. It's not competition. There's room at the table. Yeah, no, so had a lot of women say, thank you. Cause switch was kind of a first of its kind, a Christian movie about girls who switch bodies. It was really outside the box and it was kind of trailblazing a new space. People hadn't really made these kind of movies. So after switch came out and did so well, we had a lot of women who were like, we've been trying to make movies like this. This really helped pave the way for us. So we absolutely want to pave the way for other female um, filmmakers, especially in this space. Any woman, you know, we have a lot, we're in a lot of women's organizations. Uh, Sherry Rigby uh, directed. We gave a, a woman her first time directing on this. Uh, this movie has like seven women leadership. We're like all about the helping women in front of the camera, behind the camera, everything you just said. And, you know, people can come behind us. We actually need funding because we have gone to the studio system and that is not interesting to them. We raise all the private investment through people who believe and care in the content that we're making. So we are always apt to say, call to action, come and support our work. And if you have the means to help us, because I mean, Switch was um, funded by a woman who funded that whole movie, who believed in the message of that film. And if it hadn't been for her, that movie never would have been made. So we'll take the call to action and the help. (laughs) And Andrea, please jump in if I... No, no, I was going to add the fact that you, you said, Katie, that, you know, we could use 12 more of these. People are, all of us are streaming a lot of content and um, my, my therapist part of my brain, I was just doing some research, takes seven positive messages to equal every one negative message we get. So if you think about the kind of, you know, the, the messages that are in present, you know, a lot of the content right now, there is an 
ample opportunity. <laughs> I mean, we need to be making hundreds of movies a year to, to, for the hours to counteract yes. the negativity that's out there. And, um, and obviously we would love to be part of that, but, but people need to like, we need to be paying attention to what we're listening to. Um, yes. You know, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's praiseworthy, think on these things. Um, when we aren't, it's, we're just letting space if between us and God and letting Satan just slither right in there and give us messages that are not um, what we should be doing or following. And just another little note about identity crisis. It's funny. We wrote this movie a a while ago before identity was so hot and, you know, such a a term that we hear all the time. And if you think like I always thought an identity crisis was, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, you know, (laughs) I don't know what I want to do for my job or something like that. And now it's become so much more than that. And it's a really important conversation that we need to be having, not in a put down or a, you know, this is the box and don't tell me about anything that's deviant from that. Rather, giving the a passionate response to how we were created and what that identity is and how important it is to step into it. And um, because I talk about this all the time, not long ago, my daughter came like my I have a 17 year old daughter and she was like, Mom, you have to come in and watch this scene. And, and she was watching a very a popular show. Um, and um, and they had added a new character into season two that was an it. And, um, and she, she knew because we talk about it all the time. And she was like, I just wanted you to see this because I, I know you talk about it. And, and it gave me an opportunity not so she was still watching it. Okay. Sorry. But as a mom, there's some things you can't control. Right. But we were able to have a conversation about how important it is that when we move to objectify people, humanity, man or woman, whoever it is, that is, those are really slippery slopes that have caused really terrible things to happen in our world over generations. And we can't let that happen. Like we have to understand that it's not something to exemplify that we have taken up away these beautiful differentiating things about ourselves. That's not, that's not a good thing. Right. Right. And so, and and it's easy to slip into it to go, well, I just want to, I want to embrace, you know, this, this person in front of me and we should be. And as Christians, that's really important. It's very loving, but it's also important to call out the God colors. And he gave us colors that make us unique and special and beautiful. And we are not it's, we're not objects. We're not, you know, pens and pieces of paper. We're human beings and we're the pinnacle of creation. We're the top. We're the best. We're when when he said it's very good. We are the very good, and and that's re- we just all need to be reminded of that because there's a lot coming at us that is actually saying the opposite. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, and in case people don't know, listening, what you just said is so important—the the pinnacle of creation. I think I learned that uh, much older in life, but that you know, God created everything, and then He's like, "And I'm going to make man in my own image, man and woman." And uh, it's just—it's so so beautiful. And what you're doing, identity, as you said, gosh, I could go on a rabbit trail, but who you are just matters so much. And even if you think about, I'm an organized person. I'm a disorganized person. I, I'm a child of, you know, my mother and father, I am a person who lives in the mountains, like all these little things are your identity. And when we start to be wishy-washy about that, or, or even talk down to ourselves, I'm don't matter. I'm whatever. It really changes everything. It bleeds into everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you start saying, I do matter, 
then everything changes. I do matter. And I was created for a purpose. And, you know, when we hooked up with Grand Canyon University to shoot the movie and we found out that their motto is find your purpose. It was just like, oh, we knew we were supposed to be there because this movie is about that everyone is created with a purpose. You have a purpose and you have to step out of the boat and get out there and find out what God wants from your life. But he's using, he's going to use you. Um, You just have to to do it, you know? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now talk to me about the book because you have not just a movie, but you have a book that goes with it. That's not something, Hey, there it is. Tell me more. This is exciting. This is, we're really excited. All of our films, Catching Faith 1 and 2, Wish for Christmas, Switched, The Greatest Inheritance, Now Identity Crisis, got to get them all in there. All of our films come with companion materials. Andrea is a clinical licensed social worker. So she is amazing. She writes Bible studies, youth groups, family studies, high school curriculums. We have it all. But this movie was our first time we decided to write a novel. And we have published a novel on Amazon, and it really dives deeper into the mind of Madison. Because when you write a screenplay, you can't always say what the character is thinking. And it's a visual medium. But there's just so many thoughts we had for Madison and what she's going through. And it was really exciting to write a novel where we could actually say everything that she's saying. Like you said, like when we take those negative thoughts and then that translates into how do we live our life? And then once we change those words in our brain, how we become. So the novel was just so much fun to get to go deeper into a story that as a script writer, you just can't do because the, the audience cannot see what the actor's thinking, only what people are saying. Yeah. So, and we also like everything When we see that there's something missing in the marketplace, we'd like to fill that. We are very much not complainers. We say, if there's a problem, we want to be the change. We want to be the solution. So there isn't a lot of great YA content out there for books. So we were like, well, here's a great chance to write a book and speak into that and have a really fun book for young young people to read that gives them life-giving truth. You know, Switched was about bullying, so we... portrayed some of that, but actually an identity crisis, all the women that surround Madison are constantly lifting her up, constantly inviting her out. Her conflict is really with herself. So when we bring the clone to life, we get to show what your inner conflict is with yourself. But when it came to showing women's relationships, we were excited to show, like you said, we, we have to, we, we could reflect a broken culture or we can create a culture that leads with love. That's what we say all the time. So in our movies, we are showing good relationships with men. We are portraying amazing men that we say, this is how you could be. This is how your husband or you know could be and your boyfriend. The boyfriend in Identity Crisis is a lovely man. Um, and we want to show how it can be. So yeah. we are really excited for the girls and the women who play, all the actresses who played Madison's friends in the movie do such a great job because they so genuinely were like, we couldn't wait to come and play this role and, and, and be the kind of women that we all want in our lives. That is so, Oh, (laughs) because we were saying something earlier about like, you know, um, negative things and you corrected in in the best way, Alexandra about yes, or we can create a better culture. And something I say all the time that has been so true in my life is you can't be what you can't see. And if we don't know what healthy relationships look like, because we weren't modeled it at home, we don't see it on TV, then how in the heck are we supposed to know? And just even you said, even though that's not the main point of the story, her having a healthy boyfriend that could change people's lives. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. And he's he's so wonderful. And I guess there was a screening once because there's a line in the movie where she, the Madison, the insecure one's on the date with the boy and she's talking a lot about what she loves. And then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Am I talking too much? And he's like, no, I'm interested. Keep going. And someone at a screening leaned over to a guy and said, yeah, I want a guy who talks to me like that. I'm like, awesome. So now you just saw it portrayed and now that's what you'll go look for. And it's the same with our movies, Catching Faith 1 and 2. Catching Faith 1 and 2 follows a woman and she has a woman's group. She's in a Bible study. And we've had so many screenings where women come out of the screenings going, I want to get into a group like that. What? How awesome would it be to sit around a table with a bunch of women who just uplift you and love you? And I'm like, yes, and they exist. So we can, you know, find those and, and be a part of those. Yes. And then each one of us have to be that woman for each other to lift one another up. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's so funny. I prayed that over my daughter today because she's having a friend thing. I'm like, I'm praying this for your friends, but also you need to be this friend. So mm-hmm. that's so important. Um, yes. If you can just tell me real quick, because I want people to go stream your old stuff as well, um, because I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to. Wish for Christmas. If you can give me a quick synopsis of that, because I think it's so cute. I need everyone to go stream it this yes. holiday season. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Wish for Christmas is about a spoiled, self-centered senior girl in high school who, when the big winter ball gets moved to Christmas Eve night, she can't attend because she has to go to church with her family. Fed up with her parents, she makes a wish that her parents wouldn't believe in God anymore. And when she wakes up the next morning, she finds out that her wish has come true. And she finds out what her life is like when the light of Jesus is removed from her parents' heart. And they become a reflection of her, spoiled, self-centered, all the things she is. And then she goes on a journey to find out the true meaning of Christmas or God and her family and trying to actually bring her parents back to faith (laughs) after she discovers her own faith. And it's such a beautiful story. I definitely am putting that on our list to watch this holiday season. And it's got a great cast. Got Lee Allen Baker from Good Luck Charlie. It has Joey Lawrence. It has Bill Ingville. It has Chelsea Crockett. It has a delight. And here's a fun fact about Wish for Christmas. We shot it in our hometown in Massachusetts. The church is our father's church that he was the pastor of for 41 years. We shot in our graduating high school. We got to shoot in a farm that I worked at as a kid. So actually, if you go see that movie, it is Andrea and I's entire childhood. And our whole town rallied around that movie and helped us bring it to life. And it's so beautiful. Oh, wow. I'm glad I asked. That's Now I'm getting even more excited to see it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, ladies, I hope that everyone listening at least goes to see a movie, shares about it on social media, because as I, when I travel to sororities, I'm like, you guys are trendsetters. You guys can decide what the next, what does it mean to be cool? What is it, what, you know, the movies we watch, the things we download, the things we stream, it is trending for our 18 to 24 year olds, especially that market is, is very influential. And what are we going to do about it? And having movies like this that help portray healthy relationships, you know, just to be kind, to be a good friend, stuff that we are not basic things about being a good human that unfortunately are not, you know, seen in a lot of movies. So thank you for what you're doing. Um, go see the movie. What else can we do? Follow you on social media. Yes, we have um, theboylandsisters.com. You can check out all of our free resources there that Andrea has written, along with the books you can order, our movies, where you can find them, a little bit about us and what we're doing. And and I want to encourage all your listeners, all the especially women out there, that um, be the change that you want to see. 
decide right now that you're going to, you're, it might not sometimes feel cool, but it's worth it. And I used to go to a lot of women's events in Hollywood where women complained that they didn't have a space at the boys table. And I would stand up and say, stop trying to get a seat at the boys table, build your own table and invite your friends in and give them jobs. And that was just my small way of saying, I'm going to be the change. So I want to uh, give a call to action to the girls out there that you need to be the change that you want to see in the world, whatever industry that is. And look at what Andrea and I are just two ministers, kids from Massachusetts that God called, put this upon our heart and look at what he has done. We've been to Cuba on a movie tour. Our movies have been seen all over the world. And I also want to say, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And whatever is impossible for us is possible for God. So go out there and find your purpose and step into it and be fearless in it. Y'all are my favorite. And that's so true because as you said, be the change you want to see. I know you're not perfect, but you are living examples of that, of just right movies that are not being seen, that there is no no path, you know, paving the way. Uh, sure, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and all of our films are available on Amazon. Uh, Great American, uh, it's now called Great American Pure Flix, has all of our films streaming. But I would go to Amazon, iTunes, Voodoo, Spectrum, anywhere you could rent or buy a movie. Uh, Tubi.com, which is a free streaming platform that has Catching Faith 1 and 2 and Switched. But, if, but please go to Amazon and check out all of our films and, and support us. I'll make sure I put links on all of those so people can some binge watch some good stuff and put some good messages in their brains and share with your friends too. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much, beautiful ladies. I can't wait to share this episode with everyone. It's such a pleasure to know you on the internet. Uh, yeah. It's so good to know you too, Katie.